Hello, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to 2023. Now, hello, David. Welcome. George, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yes, so um, 2023. We've hit 2023. Lots of exciting things happening. One interesting thing is um, the rental crisis has gotten worse, so which is fascinating. But um, today we're going to be talking all things finance. We're going to talk about interest rates, what we think the RBA are going to be doing and what's going to happen this year, I think. You know, it's January, we're back to work now, we're ready to kick some butt, and I think it's time everyone got into gear, started looking at their goals and started kicking ass. Also, I've got a great announcement that I'm going to be sharing later on. So, um, and guys, if you've got any questions, if you're watching live, please type in hashtag live, um, and the people watching the replay, type in hashtag replay. That way I know you're watching, because it's good to know what content's good, what's bad, and what you're enjoying. So, David, uh, what's the state of play for 2023 when it comes to interest rates? Good question, George. Good question. And, uh, you know, I've, had, I've been having a big think about this one as well. And, uh, you know, you and I are back at work, but uh, the Reserve Bank's taking the month off, as they always do in January. So uh, we've got a bit of breathing space. But look, um, I think the reality is that um, interest rates are probably likely to rise a little bit in, in February this year and, and potentially maybe one more in March. But a lot of the data is saying that, you know, towards the end of the middle to the end of this year, we're going to start to see some, you know, some flatlining and even even some potential rate 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 reductions uh, in the middle part to end of 2023, which is which is good news for everybody. Yeah, look, the thing is, and this is what I'm this is what I'm predicting is going to happen because I've seen this play out over and over again. Because what happens is, you know, we go through a period where interest rates are pushed up, and then invariably, what goes up must come down, and what down must come up that's just the way it is so it's never going to always go down always go up and people get confused that way and at the moment it's on the way up but sooner or later it's going to change direction go down and what happens is when interest rates go up a lot of the non-savvy investors people don't know what they're doing what they do is they drop out of the market and i've noticed that a lot people saying you know we're not doing it anymore we're not investing it's not the right time and blah 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 now warren buffett pretty smart investor. He's worth billions of dollars. He says, when people are selling, what do you do? Buy. And when people are buying, you sell. Now, with our strategy, we don't sell anyone, which is buy. Mm. <laughs> I think buying is a better way to do it. But when people aren't buying, you should be buying because there's no wisdom of the crowd. Most of the people out there are sheep that don't know what they're doing. They just look at what everyone else is doing. You don't want to be a lemming jumping off a cliff. What you want to do is forge your own path. So what's happening is the educated investors, the investors know what they're doing. You want me to answer, is this a good time to buy now? This is the best time. Whenever everyone's telling you not to buy, when everyone else is saying it's not a good time to buy, yeah. when you're probably saying it to yourself in your head, you need to switch the slip switch, flip the switch, and say, okay, now's the time. And when everyone else is saying this is the time to buy, probably not the right time to buy. But I think it's always a good time to buy if you're educated and know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, it's a bad time to buy. So the RBA is having a break. And then um, with interest rates, um, you think um, they're going to go up a little bit maybe. And then yeah. when, do you think, when do you think they're going to go down? 
I think there's sort of talk around the middle the middle part of the year. So um, as we've spoken about a few times, George, what happens is obviously the Reserve Bank um, has their reactions and they increase or decrease rates. And what happens after that is the data starts to flow through two or three months after each of those rate changes. And so what's happening is we're now only starting to see the implications of these rate rises over the last six or eight months, which is starting to flow into market in the data. So I think it's one of those situations where once all of the um, rate rises up until Christmas have kicked in, we'll sort to have it have that information from uh, market around March or April of this year and I think that's a point in which the Reserve Bank will stop increasing rates and then you know depending on what happens uh, in the economy after that I'm thinking rates will start to drop towards the middle to end of next of this year mm-hmm. okay great and um, so I'm just curious I mean when it comes to mortgage stress is there much of mortgage stress in the marketplace who's getting affected where are they getting affected I know um the higher end mm. They're finding a bit of challenge, and you've seen the higher end of the market has dropped, but yes. the middle end has sort of stayed steady. Yeah, why is that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the the higher end, uh, what what we're seeing at the moment, which is interesting, is so many. Um, in so many mortgages were fixed in interest rates when COVID hit because the, the fixed rates were so cheap. Um, yeah. We're now seeing is that 2023 is going to be that year where a lot of those fixed rates start to roll off. And so people that were paying 1.99% for, for two or three years are going to be paying 4 or 5% uh, when they come off those fixed rates in 2023. So I think we've been somewhat clouded with mortgage stress um, over the last 12 months. And there might be some issues um, you know, across the board. Um, but at the end of the day, as we always say, George, you know, you don't buy property if you can't, if you know that you can't afford it. So the people okay. that are mortgage stress are the people that probably shouldn't have bought property in the first place. Totally. And I, I, could, I could see it, you know, it was like a crash waiting to happen when you had all these people in Melbourne and Sydney and yeah. actually in all the cities going to auction for owner occupiers and just going nuts and going overboard. Because what was happening is because we had a lack of property, hmm. people were missing out. So people just kept putting their budgets up up to the point where they stretch themselves away. And this is the deal though, you know, your own occupier is not an investment. Get mm. that, remember that. And you know, repeat after me, everyone watching this, it is not an investment, an owner occupier is a liability. And look, it's great to have, an owner occupier is great to have like having a nice car or a Porsche or Ferraris, but it's not there to make you money, it's costing you money. So I did rent vesting for a long time. And at the moment, it actually cost double in Sydney and Melbourne now, two times more to own than to rent, which is crazy. And I mean, you know what I did when interest rates were high? Um, that was um, a while ago now, before. But what I did is I actually rented on the beach and interest rates were high. My tent, my, tax, my um, landlord subsidized my rent by 150 grand a year. It was costing him three grand a week. And I was paying one grand a week. He was like, thank you very much, living like a king. While he was off working, you know, 60 hours a week in the city and living there in some apartment Mm. and his holiday house, I was renting, having a ball. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Nice, nice. And what's what's really interesting as well, you're talking about sort of Sydney and Melbourne. I mean, Sydney and Melbourne are uh, are where we've seen drops in property value, actually, whereas Adelaide and, um, and the Queensland market continued to increase in value. In fact, Adelaide market was actually still positively um, increased in, in, in growth in December of last year. Um, so, you know, we just, 
you know, in the right areas, in the right markets, you sort of don't have that massive downfall or falling off the cliff like you do in Sydney and Melbourne sometimes. No, no. And look, one thing about Australia, which I love, is we mm. just have a small correction, not a big Correct. crash like America do in other countries. Mm. You, know? you look at yeah. Spain, Italy, Portugal, a lot of Europe. You look at uh, America, all those places, you know, after GFC, yeah. they went just crashed right down and lost some properties lost a hundred percent they're worth nothing and at one stage you could buy a whole village for like a hundred dollars in spain <laughs> right you're they're buying house for two dollars because people couldn't afford to pay the taxes so that never happened in australia and actually no. um our members and myself most of our most of our properties stayed where they were or went up because we we're buying the top 200 but the funny thing is i had one or two properties that I bought before the top 200 concept came around. So I thought of that. And those properties did drop. But what happened was um, the tenants didn't know it dropped. I didn't ring the banks and tell them. And what happened was people still paid their rent and they'd gone back up again now. And, and you're right. We're, we're in this massive rental crisis, right? Where you know you see it in the news every day. Um, you know, there's a hundred people queuing up to apply for a rental property um, at the moment. As soon as it hits the market. Yeah, and you know why? I mean, mm. think about this. I mean, if you're paying double to have a mortgage, yeah. you're saving fifty percent by renting. So a lot of people are motivated to rent now and things like that. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Rent investing is definitely a massive thing at the moment, and a lot of members that come through are trying to adopt that strategy. And it's a it's a fantastic way to not only get in the market, but as you said, have your your tenant subsidise your mortgage and uh, continue to to live where you want. Yeah. So what's happening with borrowing capacities at the moment with people? How people are getting around the, you know, you know, the market tightening and things like that at the moment. Yeah, it's a great, great question, George. And uh, and obviously with you know um, interest rates rising, you know, we have seen a, about a twenty five percent drop in borrowing capacities oh. across the board, um, and that's just a natural thing that was always going to happen. But you know, what we do to get around that to some extent is we look to utilise um, other banks and lenders that might have a, a little bit more of a, a liberal way of approaching serviceability. So um, certain lenders that accept more levels of rental income than others, um, negative gearing and tax deductions that make it easier for investors to continue to grow their property portfolio. So um, they're the sorts of things that we're doing. And that's what we teach as part of, of our program when the clients come through. And you know, at the summit was a fantastic example of showing your clients exactly what the differences are between every different bank around what you can borrow based on the exact same set of data. So it's all about being strategic to continue to build that property portfolio. Exactly. And look, a lot of people think, you know, the line to success, the line to getting borrowing capacity in a loan is a straight line, but it's not because you've got to swim that lake, climb that tree, get over that thing. It's yep. not easy. But you know yep. what? At the end of the day, mm. what you need is a team behind you, like your team, David, that yep. are going to pick you up and dust you off when you get rejected or if you don't get yep. what you want and yep. keep going forward because you've got to keep going. You can't give up. I've seen yep. so many people giving up at the finish line. They're, they're one meter away from the finish line. They just, throwing the tail and it's like crazy yeah. and it's a matter of being persistent and the thing is at the moment borrowing capacity is getting lower mm. and if interest rates go up again it'll go even lower and most people that are going direct to banks have got no idea and aren't going to be able to get a lot of borrowing capacity now the savvy investors what they do is they go to people like yourself who's more of a mortgage manager than a just a broker mm. you manage mortgages and you really know what you're doing and you shop it around because it's a bit like this. If you remember that game when you're in a primary school, not primary school, in um, preschool, 
where you got a it's half red and half blue and there's a, there's a little star a little square a little circle and <laughs> the problem is i mean there's how many lenders out there are there in australia oh there's you know hundreds hundreds yeah. over yeah. there's hundreds of lenders so there's hundreds of shapes and then there's millions of different there's there's hundreds of different types of customers so hundreds not millions because each type is a category you know you know like for example if you're a police officer there's certain places that give you a better rate and if you're self-employed other places like you so there's lots of different things that people like or don't like whether you've got kids or don't have kids or what suburb you live in what sort of income range all that sort of stuff and what sort of uh, job you've got so what happens is most people they go to a bank and let's say they're a round they're a round peg and the bank's a square hole and they're like trying to get in and they get rejected and going, it's me, but it's not you, it's the bank, right? Yep. Now, what's the chance of you walking into the right bank and knowing that it's going to be a round peg? I don't think it's very high. It's going to be low. Yep. Right? And it may not even be a bank that's a round peg. The round peg may be a different finance place. And that's the thing. So what needs and what you do, which is great, you go, okay, we've got a round peg here. Let's see if we get this round peg and put it in this peg. And then it goes into the round hole and it's yeah. nice and easy. It fits. And then sometimes, you know, they're a triangle, but they need to be a round peg. So we need to sort of shave off a bit <laughs> of the sides, you know, smooth it over again. And we try to put it in. It's not right there. So we yeah. try again. And sooner or later, we get it in. But that's what it's all about. Yeah, exactly right. Sometimes you've got to, you've got to have, there's always a plan B. And we all like to think that we'll get it done under plan A, uh, plan A, sorry, but you need to have plan B, C and D sometimes as well. And we've had situations where clients have been, you know, declined for finance with um, the first option that we thought was going to work. And, and then we've gone to a different bank and lender under the exact set of same circumstances. And we've had that deal approved. So um, exactly right. You know, you've just got to continue to work the solution and make sure that, you know, we've got those different options for clients to make sure they can complete their property purchase. And, and keep building that property portfolio. Exactly. Now, this yeah. is the deal. I've got a special announcement to make while we're here, before we go on, is I'm going to be doing something I've never, ever done in the history of our company. Now, everyone knows that we charge quite good money for our mentorship for people to come in and learn and how to buy real estate. And the fact of it is we've had some great successes. We've created hundreds and hundreds of millionaires in Australia. And we've got thousands of people that have gone through the program and they're super successful and super grateful. And now a lot of people have been sitting on the fence and going, what do we do? What is it all about? How does it work? So I've decided to actually open the doors and give people access to behind the scenes and what we actually do. So I'm going to be launching a five-day test drive in a couple of weeks. I think it's next week or the week after. And the five-day test drive, what's going to happen is you're, we're going to invite you in. It's going to cost you nothing, zero. We're going to invite you in and we're going to show you what we do, how we do it, and we're going to teach you. I'm going to be teaching you how to invest. And what I've done is I've asked Robert Kiyosaki to give me a bit of a hand because this is the first of the first. And Robert's going to come in on one day as well and help doing this stuff. So, guys, who's interested in learning from myself, my team, and Robert Kiyosaki for five days doing a five-day test? Um, if people want a link to it, because I've only got limited numbers because we, we're doing a test here to see what it's like. We've only got limited numbers. We're only opening the door for 100 people. And we're going to be prioritizing people that are actually, you know, part of our membership 
group and things like that. So guys, if you're interested in actually doing a five-day test drive and experiencing what it's like to work with me, type in hashtag test drive and my team will reach out to you and give you a link so you can pre-register when we do the launch in the week or two. So guys, um, yep, book me in. Always, George. Hell yeah, that's great. Type in hashtag test drive. My team will reach out to you. And what will happen is, um, I'll tell you what, this is going to be very exciting. Um, if you want to succeed in real estate this year, if you want to make a change, then this is the thing you need to do. This five days that you spend with me, Robert Kiyosaki, and my team, is going to serve you for the rest of your life. But the good thing is, after five days, and you might be saying, why are you doing it for free? I'll tell you why I'm doing it for free. I'll, I'll tell you my selfish reasons why I'm doing it for free. <laughs> One is I do want to help 10,000 Australians and people in the world to invest in property successfully and create financial freedom using my costly method. So I need to spread the word. Also, if, I, if you spend five days with me, there'll be a percentage of you that are going to go, George, this is great. I want to join your program. And if you want to, I'll welcome that. But if you get the five days and you get your workbooks and get everything else, you get to keep all the information, all the workbooks anyway, and you can do it yourself or you can come and join our program. doesn't matter. So guys, if you want to do it, type in Test Drive because um, we're, we're never doing this again. I'm launching it next week because it's hard to get Robert Kiyosaki involved in this sort of stuff. Uh, but it's going to be exciting. So that's what we're doing. Okay, back to you, David. That sounds awesome, George. Very exciting. Um, and, you know, that was one of the great things that we enjoyed about presenting at the summit as well was being able to share the strategies and information and the way in which we approach finances. And, uh, you know, more than happy to open that up to people as part of that test drive as well so they can see exactly what we do and how to maximise their borrowing capacities to buy properties and get in the market. I love it. I love it. Might have to get you involved in this test drive. Good idea. So um, someone said, what if I'm not ready to start investing yet? Is it still worth it? Look, I really believe that educating yourself and improving yourself is worth it even if you're not ready to invest. Because what we're going to be doing over these five days is basically helping you get a game plan and, and show you, you know, um, how much money you've got. Um, what, what, how much, you know, we're going to look at how much money you're earning, how much money you've got, how much you've got saved up, how much you need, and what you need to retire on your income and how long it's going to take. And some of you will be shocked, but then what we're going to do is we're going to show you how we can help you get there quicker. And you get that plan and keep it with yourself. And when you're ready to invest, you've got the plan because this plan was the only plan you need for the rest of your life. Imagine getting a plan and you never need another over overlapping plan because this is it mapped out because i've done this thousands of times so i can write these maps out for people really easy and what we do is we're going to set up a special facebook group so you get into the group you ask questions and we'll be online actually coaching you through it and getting into the next level yeah you know, this is the most amazing coaching and information you're ever going to get there you go that's my rant <laughs> you're welcome guys you're welcome because i really look i i'm the sort of guy that i when i you know january the first i write down all my goals and i want to get there so i want anyone that's got goals of becoming financially free i want to help them you know me my goals are different i've done my financial goals my goals are more my my fat weights so what i've done is i went to tasmania and ate and drank a lot drank a lot of alcohol ate a lot of food so 
I've just finished a four-day fast, fasting mimicking diet today. I've lost four centimeters off my waist. I'm going to keep going every month until I get to my goal. So I'm really determined. And that's why I want to say it publicly here. So that way, if you see me looking fat, you can fat shame me. I don't mind. I need it. I need a bit of shaming because I love food. I love it. Certainly, yeah, no, certainly no shortages down in Tasmania either, George, oh. with good food and wine and produce. Oh, we had the, the great parts of the world. Well, we had the city to Hobart race. Yep. So all the people, we had the Melbourne to Hobart, Launceston to Hobart, all at the same time. We had yep. the Tasting Australia Festival. We had oysters and lobster and abalone and oh, the food there. I just love seafood. I'm a big fan. And apple ciders, all made in Tasmania. Oh, it was amazing. So it was excellent. Yeah, so it was a great fun. Now, look, guys, we've got one minute to go. If you've got any questions, you better ask quickly because in one minute's time, we're going to be going to our SHERP. What is a SHERP, you may ask? Well, I think getting to financial freedom is a bit like climbing Mount Everest. It's a big mountain. And what we do every Thursday with our members is we call it the SHERP, where we are the Sherpas and we guide you up the mountain of success. There you go. And our guide tonight is going to be David, which is going to be great. I love Tassie. Make me hungry. Yeah, make me hungry too. But I'm too bad I've closed my window. So there we go. So, guys, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have that many people join us tonight, which is exciting. Um, remember, we're going to be here every Thursday night. Same time, same channel, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Someone's currently watching from Hobart. Hi, there you go. I'm building my first home. How can I invest while building? I'm not sure about your particular circumstance, but there is ways of doing it, but you need to talk to someone about it. Um, if you type in hashtag WealthCall, one of our team will reach out and let you know how you can do it, if you can do it, because you may not be able to do it. So anything you'd like to add before we uh, say goodbye to everyone, David? Uh, no, look, I'm just excited for 2023. I think that, um, you know, there was a lot of challenges towards the back end of last year with, with rates rising and so forth. But um, I think this year is going to be a really strong year when it comes to, to, to property and mortgages and investing and uh, excited to help as many members as possible to achieve their goals. Excellent. David, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Love your work. Good to see you. I look forward to seeing you in the Sherpa. I'll see you in a, in a minute. Sounds good. Thanks, George. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Have a good everyone. Night. Have a good one. Bye-bye.